Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEIFM and HD1. Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. From a topical, comical, and knowledgeable Boston sports talker Drop it in hotter than a tropical climate Breaking news, he supplies it And you want the truth? Scoops, Keith will find it He's talking about all the sports And he's also a hashtag dork And a father of two sweet daughters The leader of your squad For you evening marauders And night commuters Tune in and sit tight Six to ten, more like six to midnight. Ow, the mic's hot on the Night's Watch crew. Celtics, Bruins, Pats, and Red Sox, too. Doing this since the Rich Keep Project. Now he's got podcasts and Twitch stream content. KWFE on WEEI. It's the Rich Keep Show, so here's your guy. Welcome into a Friday night edition of the Rich Keep Show here on WEEI. Joining us in studio tonight is Mike Cadlick from WEEI.com. Mike, how are you? What up? I'm good. I love that theme song. It's a nice Gets it's, it going. Like, it's a good theme song. Don't get us started on the theme song. It's kind of polarizing. I would what? say it's like 80-20. Oh. But the last time we got it brought up, the text line just was just people being like, I love it. I sing along to it. Others were like, I hate it. Make it go away. So no, that's it's good stuff. That'll right, get good. you going. I'll we'll put you down for the, uh, yeah. the like I'm on the column. Uh, Patriots have a nice uh, game on Sunday back at home uh-huh. against the New Orleans Saints. Four weeks in. How are you feeling about this Patriots team? Love the theme song. Hate <laughs> yeah, the Patriots know, season. Yeah. An immediate down <laughs> yeah, right no. after the theme song. Uh, it's not great, Keith. It's, no. It's not good. It um, isn't. They're struggling, uh, obviously, sitting at one and three. This feels like a must win. Uh, being down at Foxborough, I was down there today. Everybody we talk to ask about must win. They all get yeah. mad, and it's like, oh, every game's a must win. Like, no, this is a must win. The because- Jets game was a must win, yes. for sure. Everybody said it, and they won that game. As mm-hmm. ugly as it was, as crazy as it was that it came down to the final Hail Mary, and it was, like, inches away from a loss to Zach Wilson, but they still won that game. Right. That The same talk didn't bleed over into the Cowboys game, because you're like, alright, Cowboys are a good team. Yep. Now, how that game played out, not all losses are the same. Like, that was as embarrassing a loss as you're going to find, but yeah, I mean, if you have any hope at all, and I think that's pretty much gone from most people, but it is a long season, all the cliches that you could you could put there. One and three, I mean, one and four, forget about it. Right. Two and three, like, I don't know, there's going to be a lot of two and three teams at the mm-hmm. end of this weekend, so I guess that's a, a, that is uh, a must win. I well, really, I was talking to yeah. two, I was talking to Stiz before the show saying, like, this can go one or two ways at this point in the year, and that's why I do feel like it's a must win is mm-hmm. because, okay, you have uh, New Orleans, this week you have the Raiders next week and then you go into Buffalo and Miami so like yeah, yeah. if you're at this These point two really you need to win just yeah. to have any kind of well, chance if, if you win both you're at three and three and everyone's talking playoffs again like oh they <laughs> yeah, can squeeze well, in they can yeah. get there we're 500 there's yeah. a chance there's a path yada yada now if you go into that game one and five it's like Forget is Gerard it. Mayo the court is Gerard Mayo the head coach oh, is Bailey Zapp the quarterback I mean one and seven I think at one and seven <laughs> I think we can take the Caleb Williams calls yeah I'll be all in on the Caleb Williams right. go check out Southern Cal why watch that at, right now it's still too early there are a lot of really bad teams still right. in football uh you know Carolina hasn't won a game yet and then there's another there's a ton of other teams that are one and three like the Pats but like that's on the table because the game on Sunday is I think now a pick 'em in most places. Yep. So it's literally a, a coin flip. The Saints are fine. 
They're not good. They're in a bad division, so they might actually squeeze out a playoff spot out of that bad division. But, I mean, it's Derek Carr. Like, we've seen Derek Carr a lot. And so they don't score a lot of points. Their defense isn't anything amazing. So it's like a winnable game for the Patriots. So if they don't win this game, then you're right. Then it's like, all right, it's a free fall. I'm laughing because I'm thinking about what you just said. And then I'm thinking about the night show on the radio in New Orleans right now. Saying saying the same thing. thing. The Patriots aren't that great. This isn't your older brother Patriots team And your quarterback's Mac Jones. And the defense, you know, lost two guys. And it's these teams are kind of in the same boat right now. They are. We are the New Orleans Saints. (laughs) Yeah, except for the Saints don't have the Bills and the Dolphins in their division. So the Saints actually can kind of play 500 football and it's probably going to come down to them or my guy Baker Mayfield in the Bucks. Right. like one of those guys are going to win the division whereas the Patriots and the Jets both sitting there at one and three like there's no chance at the division it's you need enough teams in the AFC to struggle enough injuries to set in or whatever and you know does nine and eight make the playoffs like I doubt it but maybe right and maybe it does and then that's probably your your best hope but yeah everybody talked about the first month of the season and the gauntlet that it was because preseason we're thinking it's Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. So that's four just brutal games, right? This is where it lightens up for two games. Anyway, it lightens up for these two games and back at home. But again, it could, it could go poorly. Now, Mac Jones was the number one topic really throughout the entire week on, on every show. What kind of leash does he have in this game? We know that the backup isn't amazing. We know the offensive coordinator hates Bailey Zappi, actually, so he doesn't really right, want to go right. to him. But based off of Mac having his worst game of his NFL career against Dallas and not getting benched, according to Belichick, but he was not, right. not finishing the game. Now, if he comes out here and, you know, three and out is one thing, but an interception, a fumble, God forbid, a pick six, like what? what, kind, what would have to happen for Mac Jones to get yanked out of the game on Sunday? Yeah, I think it's... Probably like the same thing that happened in Dallas. I think he, he's coming into this game and he knows that he can't do what he just did last week. Like, the, and the talk in the first three weeks was okay, Max playing pretty well. Everything else around him stinks. The offensive line isn't there. They've been piecemeal. The wide receivers, which we'll get to. Oh, yeah, we are, will. We sure uh, will. Are subpar to say the least. Yep. The weapons, whatever. The play calling hasn't been there. They've fallen into holes. Max doing his thing. Last week, no excuses. Last week was Mac Jones's fault. Yeah, he was horrible. He was the reason they spiral out of control, and he's the reason they lost the game. So he comes into this one. I can't do this. He knows it. I think he understands that. Like he's not going to try and make those crossbody throws once again because he knows that's probably going to get me benched. So now I wonder though, does it go the other way where doesn't throw anything? Yes, doesn't throw anything downfield, and you know maybe takes a couple sacks just because he's afraid of of turning it over, trying right. to get it out too late or risk like, you know, ball control instead of fumbling. And, you know, anything that's dialed up downfield, he hits from Andre Stevenson or he hits Hunter Henry right. or it's just all the, the short stuff. Yeah, and I think that's that's probably going to be in his mind is, okay, I'm yeah. going to get benched if I turn the football over. So he might be a little, you know, play, he might play a little scared. That'd Who be, knows? That'd we'll be see. My, my fear on that. Yeah. Because also the home crowd, you know, we haven't seen him in a couple of weeks and – Last year, Zappy's on the roster. They turned, I was gonna say they turned on him last year, right? And not that Zappy since then has given fans a whole lot to like get excited about, but he's just not Mac Jones. Which right. anytime a quarterback, a starting quarterback, struggles on any team, you're gonna root for the backup, even if the backup isn't you know a first round pick or a, a veteran who has like a big resume or anything like that. Even even in this case. If they struggle on offense, you get here Bailey Zappy chance on right. Sunday. Well, so and that's kind of what I want to get to that and you know 
what Bailey is as an option to Mac Jones and then kind of loop that into Belichick. Sure. Because Bailey Zappi is not a great quarterback. He's no. not a better option than Mac Jones, I don't think. He would be your next option should he get benched. But And I wrote about this this week on WEI.com where how much is enough, like when is enough going to be enough for Robert Kraft with Bill Belichick? And I'm going to relate it back to Zappi in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he spoke in the owners' meetings in March and said he wants to make the playoffs, I want to win, all that stuff. He was asked about Bill Belichick and the wins record. Mm-hmm. And he said, that doesn't matter, I want to win. Mm-hmm. And he said, but I won't make a change unless there's a better option. But he also, just to jump in real quick, yeah. he has done over the last three years at different times that he has spoken, he's gone from like wanting to win a Super Bowl to wanting to win a win playoff a play, game yeah. to make a play, make the playoffs. So yeah, he is moving the goalposts. He's moving it a little bit now. The last thing we heard from him, it has it is playoffs, right? And we need to win. Like he was wasn't he at the practice field the other day? Yeah. And he was talking about how we how we need to win. Yeah, he walks by us. He looks. He goes, "Time to get a win." <laughs> Time to get like, a win. You're that's right. That's a hot seat. <laughs> you are right about that. But yeah, sorry. Just to say, like he. Yeah, he. Has you wonder the if you hear him again, like a winning record might be the next one, or right. like not last place. Like yeah. I don't know where where this thing is headed. Yeah. Um. But having said that, I I, I tend to agree with that. Where you know you're not just going to make a change just to make a change. You want there to be a better option on the table, and so yeah. I don't think Zappy's the answer here long term. Going into Bill Belichick and, you know, how hot is his seat? Where is this team at? Um, I don't think this whole benefit of the doubt and this whole long leash for Bill and he's the greatest coach of all time, I think that's sort of expired here. Like, I feel like what happened last season and what's happened so with far this Robert, season. Robert? You're yes, talking about? Okay, because, yes. like, with the fans it has. Like, the fan, yeah. like most of the fans are, like, ready to ready to pull the plug now. Right. Um, no, but I feel like it's expired with Robert. Like, okay. I think, you Interesting. know, his time might be might be up. And I'm not saying he's going to come and outright fire him on Monday morning. Yeah. But what, but what Robert said is I'm not going to make a change unless there's a better option. He then, like, 10 minutes later in that press conference started to, like, talk about how much he loves Gerard Mayo and he's a head coach in this league. Well. And he's in the building now and we want to keep him here long term. So I think, uh, personally, there's there's no way Bill goes before this season. I don't see it happening. Even if they lose the next four games. If they're 1-7 like we just one mentioned. 1-7, and seven, I don't think Bill is going anywhere and I think he at least gets that part, like that benefit of the doubt, like that resume, all the, the rings. I don't think... You're going to get the headline that Bill Belichick is fired by the Patriots. Certainly not during the season. I could see a scenario where at the end of the season, you know, they're whatever, 6-11. and 11, mm-hmm. And Bill's like, yeah, that was tough, but, you know, we'll be better next year. And Robert's like, no. Like, behind closed doors, let's kind of negotiate this. Uh, we It's probably in your, our best interest to move on. And then they either part ways or he retires or yeah. something like that where he's not fired. He's not let go. Kraft doesn't want to be the guy that fired Belichick, but the way it's heading, you can't bring him back next year. No, I just think it'd be, I think it'd be too jarring to can him during the year, and then I think. It'd, but so, why they're not good? No, they're not good. <laughs> like, no, that's, no, that's kind of my thing, and that's why, like, I'm not a big like sacred cow person, but right. at the same time, like what he has done, like his coaching resume is insane. Right, that I don't think. I mean, hell, they they stuck by him after he replaced uh, Tom Brady with Cam Newton, stuck by him when he replaced Josh McDaniels with Matt Patricia, stuck by him when he replaced Rob Gronkowski with Devin Asiasi. Right. Like, all these, like, that was, those were all horrible moves along the way. And, you know, they're off to, obviously, a brutal start. I don't think it's going to get to the point mm-hmm. where they're, you know, 
one and twelve or right. something insane. But if it does, I mean, I think the questions will be there. I just don't think Kraft's going to do it. I really don't. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too. We talk about these next two games and how crucial yeah. they are. The next time we're sitting here talking about this, they could be at three and three, and we're like, oh, well, why would oh, I yeah. talk and about the hot shot, seat? Like but but yeah. I think for twenty twenty four, I think it's still up for grabs. Yeah. No, that's fair. like because then. Because we're still middling. Like, yes, and yeah. if they're three and three, it's the same old story. It's like, all right, you beat the bad teams, or at least you beat the bad quarterbacks. The above average quarterbacks, you lose to all of them. Mm-hmm. You have no real chance in the division against Josh Allen and against that machine down there in Miami. All of a sudden, so I think points. that was seventy points in a game. Crazy seventy. <laughs> uh, you can uh, join us on the Patriots six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. That's where we're starting. How short of a leash does Mac Jones have this weekend? How are you feeling about Bill Belichick and? Cadillac can talk about his guy, Juju Smith-Schuster. One of the first shows we did together, he was very pro-Juju Smith-Schuster. So we will discuss that with your phone calls mixed in as well. It's the Rich Keefe Show. Mike Cadillac here until 8. Right now, here's Stiz with What's Trending. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. The 1-3 and three Patriots will host the 2-2 two and two Saints Sunday at Gillette Stadium. Kickoff at 1 p.m. Christian Gonzalez and Matthew Judon have both been ruled out for Sunday's game. The players listed remain. Uh, the players listed as questionable remain the same as yesterday, except Trent Brown has now been added to that list with a chest injury. The other players on that list include Christian Barmore, Cody Davis, Trey Flowers, Devon Godchow, Jonathan Jones, Riley Reef, Ramondre Stevenson, Cole Strange, and Sean Wade. Head coach Bill Belichick spoke earlier today about Mac Jones' ability to bounce back from bad games. Well, anybody that plays or coaches in this league has not-so-good performances somewhere along the line. So part of the job, part of the situation. Every week's a new week. You know, Mac's pretty mentally tough, so is everybody else around here. I mean, you have to be in this league. You just can't. If it just goes from bad to worse, then you're not going to be around very long. So we all get knocked down. Got to get up. Go back in the ring. Not going to be around very long. Thursday night football last night, the Bears broke their 14-game losing streak with a 40-20 win over the Washington Commanders. Receiver DJ Moore led the way with a monstrous 230 yards, three-touchdown night. The Bruins won their final preseason game last night, 3-1 over the Rangers at Madison Square Garden. The Bruins' regular season is right around the corner next Wednesday night. They'll host the Blackhawks at the TD Garden puck drop at 7.30. And Saturday, we we will have a big day for the division round of the MLB playoffs. We'll have four game ones played. The Rangers will take on the Orioles. The Twins face the Astros. The Diamondbacks will play the Dodgers. And the Phillies will face the Braves. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Keith show right after this. You're listening to the Rich Keith show on Boston Sports Original. W-E-I-A-U-D-A-C-Y. Type that into your app search, then download. I got two rolls, one for the house and one for the road. I got two rolls, one when I'm chilling and one for the gold. Think I need two more. Line cutting, I'm white, 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 bitch. Need some, I'm white, 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 bitch. Police coming, I'm white, white, white. Musical stylings of one Stiz. It's good stuff. Now, that is such a, uh, a moment in time, Stiz. I remember playing that on uh, back in 2020 because I think sort of lost in the whole, like, cra- like, you know, what was of that year and really kind of the subsequent years. 
is the toilet paper shortage. People losing their freaking minds, yep. stealing all the toilet paper. Even some places now still have like a oh you can only grab like yeah. two like like a limited things. two yeah. But yeah, TP was going. It just was gone. Yeah, what a yeah. time! What, what a time f- to be alive! <laughs> wild, wild time. Uh, it's the Rich Keefe Show. Mike Cadlick, weei.com is here until eight o'clock. Taking your calls at six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven on this Patriot Squad. We'll get to Juju Smith Schuster in a moment, Mike. Fear not. But let's go to Ray and Revere. Right. What's going on, Ray? Hey, fellas, I, I feel like the um, the focus is, is disproportionately on, on Mac. You know, um, I, I looked up Bill Belichick's record without Tom Brady. He's 70. He's 80 and 91. Um, only four coaches have actually coached that many games with a losing record. He's, he's, in, the, he's in the category of Lovey Smith and Ted Archer Broda. Okay. Yeah, no, right. Yeah, I, like, no, right. Like, that's a good stat. Like, I, I think that's definitely fair to bring up. But it's also, like, there was 19 years with Tom Brady where they were the you know the best team seemingly every year. So like he does get well, some credit. So for in that. the middle, he wins 80 percent of his games. In the, in the middle, he gets 80 percent of his games with Tom Brady, which obscures the fact it's pretty mediocre without him. You know, and, no, and but those I, years happen. I guess like <laughs> I, I look at. Well, they did. Right, um, but, but you're saying like Lovey Smith Jones. and like Ted Marchabroda or whatever. Like, all right, well, who, like where were their winning seasons? Like, did you take you know that's just them. That's like what they are. Yeah, so I, I, what I'm saying is he's a 468 winning percentage guy without Tom Brady. I got it. Okay. Now, let me just make the other statement, okay? Yep. Tua seems to have a similar skill set to Mac Jones, and there's an absolute laser show going on down in Miami. Okay? Yeah. Um, guys, I, I think I think you could put together a better roster and a better scheme and win with this guy. Okay. And I just feel like the well, yeah. focus is yeah. That's why we've been screaming about. That's why we've been screaming about wide receivers for I don't know how three long. years. Since like they right, I think them. coaching's part of it. Don't get me wrong, coaching's part of it. Mike McDaniel is one of the great offensive coaches in the league. That's a big part of it. But Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle and these two freaking running backs that you could put on the Team USA sprint right. team. Yeah, those guys are nuts. Right? Did you see the quote by the way? Tyree Kill was talking about like. Because they have the four fastest guys in the NFL, probably uh-huh. all on their team. It's Mostert. It's that guy Archan, yeah. who's like uh, unbelievable now, like out of nowhere. And then Waddle, right? They're like the four of the fastest guys in the league. They have like these insane forty times. They're all clocked in game really fast. Tyree Kill was talking about how like you know he's the fastest one, right? Like, it is, like <laughs> yeah. he's, he's I'm yeah, the he fastest guy. Me, yeah. He's not going to give up that crown. He said that uh, I think Arch Archan, right? That's how you say his last A- name. A-chan. A-chan. A-chan, yeah. He's saying that, so he's just running back. He's got a bunch of touchdowns, and he's he's fast as blazes. He says he's the third fastest guy on the team. So you're like, oh, who's the second fastest? Either Mostert or Waddle? Huh. No, didn't bring up either of those guys. He mentioned some guy on their practice squad. He goes, yeah, some, he said his name. He's a white guy. Okay. Who apparently is just like, he went to Stanford. I don't know if he's a corner maybe. We'll yeah, but he's fast. As hell. Yeah. So I'm like, you could just, you could send the Miami Dolphins to the Olympics and they might win the 4x100 yeah. relay. And that's why I think coaching, put it on the list. Like, Ray wants to put that, like, number one on the list. But I think it's the difference between Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle versus Juju Smith-Schuster and Devontae Parker is right. insane. You put some respect on Juju Smith-Schuster <laughs> yeah. today. So how do you feel about Juju? Now that we got well, here, Juju Smith-Schuster is a guy that you yeah. were trying to promote, which I, res- I respect the hell out of that. that. Like, during camp, we talked a lot. And you were saying, he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. He has been... Useless. <laughs> he's been yeah. useless. Like he's got twenty yards a game. Is yeah. what, he's, what he's been. No, oh, he has been great. Um, I I gotta <laughs> I gotta eat that one. Um, I did. I thought that, um, you know, bringing in Juju 
I thought he was an upgrade over Jacoby Myers. I thought he had more of an upside. Um, older veteran had one in the past. Um, you know, be more of a a weapon for Mac Jones, I suppose. And it's been the exact opposite. No, and I, I keep hearing he, he he's been bad. Yeah. Um, the whole knee explosion thing I thought was a little overblown, but I still think he's sort of. Maybe not a hundred percent, and maybe just older, and not you know not the old Juju Smith Schuster that right. you know we saw. In Could just be what it is, yes. right? Like maybe like the knee is just kind of like that's where it's at. It's right. not going to get a whole lot better. And the thing on that too, that's you know it's is frustrating. Is like okay, well he's not an upgrade for Jacoby, and what they keep saying is you know it's just going to take time, and Mac just needs to Mac and Juju just got to get on the same page, and you know they just need reps, and there hasn't been many reps because he missed minicamp. Like you had that rapport in Jacoby Myers. You had that yeah. guy who no, you really did. Mac Jones trusted and who he was on the same page with, and they were able to plug in week one and probably go for 80 yards and on 10 catches. My and whole like, argument was I'm okay moving on from Jacoby Myers, but replace him with somebody who's much better than him. Right. Don't right. replace him with somebody that, even on paper, is kind of a wash but doesn't have the chemistry right. and his best years. And really he's had one great year, mm-hmm. and it was with Antonio Brown on the other side, and mm-hmm. it was with a good quarterback. And even last year, like he was fine with Patrick Mahomes. He right. was fine. And now he comes here, and he's been a massive letdown. And I just wonder, will we finally get more Pop Douglas than Juju Smith-Schuster? <laughs> or I know they spent money on him, and you know Bill's not going to run away from some of the guys that he either drafted high or that he spent money on. Like He wants to see it play out, but so far there's been no reason to play Smith-Schuster almost at all at this point. Right. Like if, every, if all the other receivers are healthy, and I know they don't have Tyquan Thornton back yet, but all the other guys, like he's sliding down the depth chart, or at least he should be sliding mm-hmm. down the depth chart. Yeah, and I think they probably used that Demario Douglas fumble as sort of like, okay, put him down so we can play Juju more. And if people keep asking why we're playing Juju, it's because Douglas fumbled and he's being I know. punished. Like, come on, it's it is. It's it, it you might be right. He's but... probably their. I don't want to say Douglas is their best wide receiver, but he's their highest ceiling wide receiver. No, I think he who, is. I would say he's one of the three best offensive players on the team. And Andy Hart was laughing at me. And I'm like, well, who's better? Trent. Like, Trent Brown's better at his job, and I would Stevenson. say Stevenson's having a bad year. He should be better, and yeah. I would say he is, right. but he's averaging under three yards a carry. Right. And then, like, Hunter Henry is, like, a solid yeah. tight end. Like, he's a solid NFL top player. Five. D- Pop but, like, Douglas Pop Douglas, top like, at least he's their best big play guy, yes. certainly this year. And so he is. He's the best big play guy, and that's something you need in the NFL yeah. now to you know take the top off the defense. We'll go back just, to the two argument. Right, I mean, all he has is big play guys around him. Exactly. He, he can throw the ball five yards, and it's like eighty yard touchdown for Tua. Right, like he didn't even throw it. Exactly. Uh, let's go to Matt in the car. He joins us next. What's up, Matt? Hey guys. So just a couple of things. Um, you know, I love Tom Brady, but I'd love to know, especially with that last caller, like what was Joe Walsh's record without Montana or Young, or what was uh, uh, Bill Walsh? I'm sorry, and what was um, you know Terry uh, Brett? What was Chuck Noll without Terry Brett? Oh, of course, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just remember, real quick, just the, the first three Super Bowls. The first Super Bowl, Tom Brady threw for 150 yards and zero touchdowns. Yeah, nice and comeback then, though. And, and nice final look, drive. Yeah, no doubt. But I'm just good. saying. <laughs> Even Tom Brady, even Tom Brady will tell you that he was not Tom Brady without Bill, and Bill will tell you he wasn't Bill without Tom. I mean, can't the two no, be Bill or Bruce important? <laughs> yeah. That's all I got. You know what I mean? All right, Matt. Well, thanks for the call. Yeah, no, I I think it's it's fair to bring it up. It doesn't tell the entire picture because then it's like you're ignoring two decades of the guy's career, right? And and also suggesting he had nothing to do with Brady being a sixth round pick and then becoming the greatest player of all time. So. 
I think like if you're getting into a Bill versus Brady debate, then it's very relevant and it's very one sided. And we know that the answer is Brady. But when you're comparing, you're like, I'm not going to compare to Lovey Smith because those other years all all happened. Right. Yeah. It's just like how'd Phil Jackson do without Jordan or Kobe? Right. Like, probably not. Yeah, great. Actually, I don't even know how much it. he coached without those guys. Yeah, he and, pretty much only coached those guys. And I get the argument of like, well, you know. If it's Brady versus Bill, you're probably going to take Brady at this point. Yeah, but I would at the say same so. time, it's like it's kind of the argument still kind of irks me because like the the success they had would not have ever happened if neither of them. Or if well, yeah, you needed you needed like, the sweet sweet combination uh, <laughs> yes. of of the two. But uh, yeah, so Juju's been a, a disaster. Yeah, back and to that, Juju. <laughs> I think. Well, but also as it relates to Bill, I think one of the big problems everybody has with him now is not just what happens on game day. It's not just. Are they punting? They kicking a field goal? They going for it? Or it's the roster construction? Correct. Like that still has been the number one issue. Like Mac Jones and Tua. It's almost comical because they were all college teammates. But Mac Jones, Tua, and Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. And you look at what all those teams have done versus what is going on around Mac Jones. Yeah. It couldn't be any different with the guys they have there. I think that's that's the gripe. I think. That's like sort of the root cause of it all is build the GM. It's yeah. not build the coach. Build the coach, you is know, like whatever coaches make mistakes every week, right? And like it's what I mean. He might not have the same overwhelming advantage that he used to have, right? Like I don't think there's always the oh my god, look how much smarter his team is than the other team. Like that hasn't existed right. for a few years. Well, that's the other but, thing with Brady. Well, with Brady and Bill too, I think the whole idea of like discipline and you know no mistakes yeah. that sort of has gone away with Brady being gone. Like yeah. they they make mistakes all the time. But no, I'm like. Bill the GM is the one that is sort of the root cause of why we're here today. It's not oh, yeah. really Bill the coach. Well, and then the the drafts, like the you know that kind of popped its head up again. You know when you yeah. look at uh, uh, Mac Jones, Christian Barmore, Ramondre Stevenson, all looked like varying degrees of hits yes. a couple years ago, and then today you're like, well, like I don't know. Yeah, like, Mac you, just got benched. Ramondre's <laughs> under three yards of carry and. Barmore's just kind of there. there. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's just kind of he's just kind of here or there. All right, and then you is, look at Cole Strange and Tyquan Thornton too, and yeah. those kind of just. Yeah. All right, what is uh, what is this defense going to look like without Matt Judon and without Christian Gonzalez? Yeah, um, I was talking about this earlier, um, earlier in the day, just about like, you know, I guess what position group is worse off now because of these two major injuries and. If you look at the cornerback position, and they sort of they sort of scrambled over the last week with the J.C. Jackson move. J.C. Jackson's yeah. coming back. Like, J.C. Jackson's comeback, which, I mean, I like the idea of it. Like, you know, cheap money, swap late-round picks, bring in a guy who knows the system. But Is he good anymore, though? Because I loved him when he was here, yeah. and I was mad that he was gone. Like, put it... Put, I get mad when all those guys leave. Most of them don't do much, right. and a lot of them come back. But, like, I, I But they come back and they play pretty well. Some of them do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them for sure do. But it's been a mess down there, including a couple injuries for the right. Chargers. He only played seven games. Mm-hmm. That's and crazy. so I don't know how good he's, – he's not even 30 yet. So, he, like, it's not like he's washed that way. It's just a matter of, like, or is he is he game – is he healthy? Right. And is he, is he, like, game ready? Because – Well, that's the thing, too. It's like why – clearly they're – they don't like where their cornerback room is at. They don't like where Jack Jones and Marcus Joneses. Jones are in their, you know – on their return to the field right. because they do go and they scramble and trade for J.C. Jackson, who has an, has an arrest war, mm-hmm. warrant out for his arrest at the point. They clear that up and all that stuff. But, like, I, I don't expect him to come in and be J.C. Jackson of old, at least this week. Mm-hmm. 
because you, you just can't go from being as bad as he was in L.A. to all of a sudden flipping a switch. Like, I, I, I do think it's probably a bit of a scheme thing, and I do think he just maybe wasn't comfortable there and he didn't like the coat. What, like, whatever it was, I still think at the root, J.C. Jackson's a pretty good cornerback. Yeah. But he's not going to snap right back into it this no. week. And they're probably going to have to play him this week because yeah. of where their room is at. So oh, that, that'll be something to watch. I think he's definitely playing. Like, yeah. obviously, Bill wouldn't let on, but, like, he, I think he kind of has to play. Yeah. And if you look at the uh, Saints wide receivers, I mean, they got some pretty good receivers. Yeah. You know, I don't know how good Michael Thomas is anymore, but Chris Olave is a, you know, first-round pick, good talent. They're not, so. like, you know, A-tier by any means. They're not, like, the, the duos of... Oh, you're uh, not playing Miami well, this week. Right, yeah, but yeah, yeah. with where your cornerback room was at <laughs> against those tiers compared to where they are now, Olave and Thomas are pretty good mm-hmm. receivers because of who you have to face up against them. Uh, so no Matt Judon either. No I, Matt Judon. It's, like, it's that combination... And we'll get to our picks of the They're game. They're two best players on defense. Are done it is. For the year. Maybe they're two best players overall. Yeah. And just how important that is every single week in the NFL, and they're both gone. So some of these, like, pick em games, like this Sunday is, you feel like maybe they could get by without one of them. But, like, right. getting by without both of them is such a double whammy because mm-hmm. those are the kind of guys in close games that, that could be the difference. Like, yes. Judon could get a, a huge sack on, on Derek Carr on third down or whatever, or Gonzalez, we could see him pick somebody off, or at least just neutralize Olave, right. or whatever it might be. Now you don't have any of that, so nah. you might get more Miles Bryant, more Sean Wade, more, you know, pass rusher du jour. Like, it's, yeah. it's and that's not a, great. Yeah, and I look at, like, and a guy like Josh Uche, who, you know, is yeah. a pretty good pass rusher. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. going to have to call on Keon White, and Trey Flowers comes back from PUP. He'll probably be in there. But, like, Uche had a great year last season as the yeah, number two to right. Matthew Judah. Oh, yeah. Now his responsibility turns into pass rush, you know, the de facto pass rusher number one. Can he handle it? Is yeah. he going to go back to that, or is he going to kind of... Like, this is this was a big year for him to try and get for paid. Sure. Because contract year, had a good year last year, come in. Now he's he has a ton on his plate, and this is going to either get him paid, or he's going to probably be back here next year if he's not that good. Yeah. A text that uh, we just got, what went so wrong in uh, San Diego, but L.A., with J.C. Jackson? He goes, I remember his first three games, and he was getting toasted. Yeah, he was. He was bad early, and then he got hurt, and mm-hmm. then he was done for the season. And then even when he came back this year, he got benched at one yeah. point. So was he just one of these guys that got his money, and like that was kind of it? Or like he just didn't fit in with what the Chargers were doing? I don't I just, know. Yeah, I think it sort of was just a, maybe just a fit thing. Maybe it was a little bit of the money. Like, yeah, yeah. You get your huge payday. Like right. Some guys like maybe take the foot off the gas a little bit. Right. That's, yeah. that's, that's how I feel like it is. And now I think he's probably gotten a little slice of humble pie. He yeah. has to kind of, you know... James Harden his way out of there, if you will, and just kind of throw a fit <laughs> yeah, right. and, you know, leave and whatever. And yeah, he got his wish, and he's back where he's comfortable, and yep. he doesn't have any guaranteed money on his contract well, he after He does have a warrant year. out for him in Massachusetts, yeah. so I don't know how that worked yeah. out. No, they, so... That got that, scrubbed? Yeah, okay. he showed up in court on <laughs> Thursday, Great. paid the fine, oh, okay, and has to, like, take an online course by next week, Ooh, and the courses. arrest warrant's gone. Right, well, that's well. the reason the warrant was out for his arrest in the first place. Yeah. It was a traffic violation. <laughs> right. He didn't pay the fine, and he didn't do the online class, so then they're like, okay, the we're going to arrest insane, you. Though, yeah, it was like it was. September 25th, like, warrant out for J.C. Jackson in Massachusetts, and then, like, five days later, yeah. traded back to <laughs> Yeah, I know. Like, right, yeah. Trade him back here so we, we can <laughs> we cuff him, him when he gets off the plane, right? All right, so we hit on Bill Belichick, we hit on Mac Jones. Bill O'Brien, to this point, through four weeks... Do you feel like Bill O'Brien's doing the best with what he's got? Like, we all know he doesn't have the the most talented roster. Or is there still some criticism that should be thrown his way? Uh, definitely some criticism to be thrown his way. Uh, Hart wrote about this, actually, today for the website, mm-hmm. about how let's pump the brakes on Bill O'Brien. 
That's because Hart loves Bill O'Brien. Yeah, and, and so, so do I. A bit biased, but so like, yeah. no, I think that um, I I don't want to say he's doing the best with what he's got, right. but he, as much as Mac Jones has, hasn't been dealt a great hand because in three out of four of these games, they've been they've fallen to massive leads almost immediately. They're down. Oh, you mean they're like like deficits? Yeah, yeah, de- yeah. deficits. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah, and so three out of the four games they've fallen into a deficit, and then one of them was the game in uh, New York where it was just like gross weather, and you can't really get anything. So <laughs> just, the uh, type of offense yeah. they want to run with this, you know, ground and pound ish possession, like hold on to the football, don't make mistakes, you know, dink and dunk, and kind of get the ball meticulously down the mm-hmm. field. You can't do that. You can't slow the game down when you're down eighteen nothing after the first ten minutes. You have to start throwing. You can't get you can't establish a run to then try and get into play action. Yeah, you can't just you know spread them out and make quick decisions and like like you have to kind of just start chucking the ball across the yard to try and get yourself back in the football game. That doesn't bode well for Bill O'Brien. That doesn't bode well for Mac Jones. I think one of their biggest issues was Week One, despite the loss, actually looked promising. Mm-hmm. Week One, Mac Jones throws for three touchdowns. Yep. He doesn't have a lot of three touchdown games in his career. And you're like, all right, at least they're moving the ball. Kendrick Bourne, they're yep. using him. They're using Hunter Henry. Like, what a novel concept. But they didn't, like, take that and build off no. of it. Like, it's been worse each week highlighted by last week, which was the worst that yeah. we've ever seen. Like, the, the quarterback had taken out. So, you're like, all right, where is this team going to go from now? Because, like, we can talk about how bad the O-line is all the time. You can talk about the skill position guys all the time. But Mac Jones and Bill O'Brien, like, we got to see what those guys can do. Right. Like, you know what, make up for some of the other stuff around you. Like, that's why they brought in Bill O'Brien. Like, if it's just the same old crap, you could have left the old guys from last year. And I'm I'm, I'm genuinely, again, like we just mentioned, I'm genuinely yeah. or generally a Bill O'Brien guy. Yeah. The reason they brought him in, I think, in part, was because he sort of fits the skill set that Mac Jones brings to the NFL as a quarterback. Yeah. I just don't know if that offense and skill set is what you need to win in the no. NFL any, at this no. point anymore. And another kind of a side question, too, we can get to is uh, – all the quarterback shuffling that they've done, even going back to camp, I thought at first was just because they hated Bailey Zappi and they wanted mm-hmm. a replacement for Bailey Zappi. But if you're so concerned about the backkup quarterback, like doesn't that also kind of still point back to Mac Jones? Yeah, yeah, like, because you want to have a, a plan. You want to make case. sure, like, all right, whoever's going in, we want to have a fighting chance. And, right. And, yeah. Yeah. All right, you can join us, 617-779-7937, Patriots and Saints on Sunday uh, in Gillette. We'll see how Mac Jones is welcome back in Foxborough. But coming up next, we have our bet du jour, our best bet of the weekend. We'll do that coming up next here on WEEI. It's the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Want Boston sports 24-7? It's easy. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show. WEEI, my Cadillac is here. WEEI.com. You may have heard of it in the spots as well. <laughs> you can join us here. We're going to get to your calls. We're on until 9 tonight. And the, uh, the Boomer Esiason NFL show comes your way Fridays at 9. So I get to scoot out of here a little early. But let's get to our bet du jour. And on Friday, we get to pick whatever we want for the weekend. College game, pro game, anything that takes place tonight, tomorrow, or Sunday. And uh, let's have Stiz go first. Stiz, uh, me and Stiz both had the Bears yesterday, by the way. So we're we're we're, we're rolling pretty good. Called that. Yep, nailed that. Nailed what do you, what do you got for the weekend here, Stiz? Uh, so I am gonna go. Let's see, Saints Patriots. I'm gonna take a Hunter Henry anytime touchdown plus two fifty. All right, I like it. Nice juice there. Not Hunter, bad. Hunter Henry score pretty good. 
Cadillac, by the way, Cadillac. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, and five to start. It's a small sample. Mm hmm. But still looking for our first bet du jour win here on the Rich Keefe Show. All right, let's get it with the Los Angeles Rams at home. All right. Home dogs. Yep. Plus four and a half against the defending NFC champion, Philadelphia Eagles. Wow. I like the Rams plus four and a half. I think they're getting Cooper Cup back. Oh, yeah, they are. They got something going there with Puka Nakua, too. I Puka like Nakua. that offense. Yep. Uh, Cup, Nakua. Stafford seems like he's back. Um, and look, right. Philly looks pretty good. They're undefeated. They but are. Could be a little bit of a Sounds letdown spot. Right. Yeah, someone they got to lose at some point. So I'm going. Uh, I'm going Rams. All right, very good. I'm going to go. Believe it or not, the Houston Texans getting a point and a half at the Falcons. Both teams are two and two, but the Falcons just I think they're they they don't have it. Whereas the Texans, C.J. Stroud looks like the early rookie of the year favorite. Yep. Hasn't thrown a pick yet, and uh, they're all they're playing for D'Amico Ryan's. So I think that's kind of a sneaky fun team right now. So I'll take the Texans on the road against Atlanta. I like it. All right, back to the phones we go. Let's go. Let's leapfrog Joe in the car because he's steaming at Cadillac. So, Joe, what do you have? Rich, you know you got the best show in town. I do. Here. Yeah, and I know that. Yeah, Boomer. How dare Boomer's going to kick you out at 9 o'clock? That's I know. Cool. I know. Hey, Mikey, I got to say, I got something for you. A couple of things you said that kind of rattled my feathers. Let's here. hear it. I. I Guys like you that keep saying, you all know what it was like with Belichick, with Brady, you know how they both knew need, need each other. Guess what? How did, how's Belichick making out without Brady? Huh? Not great. It's not great. How did Brady make out without, without Belichick? The guy won a Super Bowl. Pretty good. I mean, can <laughs> we stop with the, with the two, you know, they both need each other? I mean, come on. It, it clearly was all Brady, Mike. You know what I mean? It was clearly I don't, Brady. This guy's been average, not even average. He's under, he's under 500. Mr. Belichick's got to retire. I mean, let the young guys come in. It's a young guy's coaching game now. It's not the old school type of guys anymore, Mr. Belichick. At least, get the, at least take the GM away from this guy because he can't sign guys. He's so cheap. He's getting a bad rep. That's all you know what I mean? So, Mike, let's stop with the, you know, Brady and Belichick, how they both need each other. Joe, I don't disagree that's, with you necessarily. I don't. Right, very good. I don't necessarily disagree that it's. Uh, Thanks for the kind words, as yeah. always, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Yep. Um, no, I mean, look, like it's been. I don't want to say all Brady, but Brady sort of won. <laughs> well, Brady won the breakup, but he also yeah. might not have been here if it weren't for Bill Belichick. He scouted him. He drafted him. He gave him a chance. Okay. The rumor has it he wanted to start Brady over Bledsoe before Bledsoe even got hurt. They wouldn't have let him do it, and that you know that could it's possible. Be, I mean, they kept him around. Here, say like you know, yeah, they, year is the fourth quarterback on the team. Yeah, they so. kept him around. So no, I mean, look, Joe. I mean, I get the point. Like he he hasn't been much outside of Brady. Brady did leave and go win a Super Bowl, but at the end of the day. He sort of started the culture early 2000s, and you got to give him some credit for that. All right right now, no. Let's go to Tom up in New Hampshire. He joins us next year on the Rich Keefe Show. What's up, Tom? Hey, Rich. How you doing? Good. Good. Uh, talking about uh, if they don't, if it goes sideways these next two games against um, uh, the Saints and, and the Raiders, yep. um, and they're one and five, and they then they have Buffalo and in Miami up next. Yep. One and seven. Yep. Thanking for Caleb Williams, I think to, in order to get him because he said he only wants to go to certain teams. You know, some, the only way to get him would be to hire uh, Lincoln Riley as coach too. So a package deal. Fine, I'm down. <laughs> yeah, I love those guys. Fine, yeah, I would do that. And I, I'll tell you what. Thanks for the call, Tom. I think 
I'm not ready to go there yet. But if they're one and seven, right. I think we that's that's halfway through the season. I think at that point you start talking about it, and not not to go down the whole like what's the definition of tanking. The guys that are out on the field are going to try to win, but mm-hmm. maybe it's Bailey Zappi. Maybe it's 100% Pop Douglas plays. Maybe it's like everybody, even the late-round rookies throw in there. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, maybe play Juju. <laughs> no, no, fine, games. But, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's kind of what you're doing, and you're looking around at the other teams. And, you know, cross that Caleb Williams won't play for the Patriots bridge when you get to it. Like, yeah. figure that out. Guys have threatened it before. I know it worked with Eli Manning. He, you know, powdered his way out of uh, the Chargers and went to the Giants. But guess what? If you still get a top pick like that, Mm -hmm. you can hold that team over a barrel and and still get a ton in return. And there are other quarterbacks in this draft as well. There's other really, really good ones. Drake May, Michael Uh, Penix, Ben Ewers. Couple guys, maybe Shadur Sanders. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, think he's he going to stay. He probably will. But I'm but with you. Like, if he gets, I'm down. If all of a sudden, the buzz is him. You know, oh, he's probably making more money in Colorado yeah. than he would in the first year in the pros. All but. right, Dion and Shadur. Yeah, or Riley and Williams. Oh, uh, I mean, the Sanders thing would be more fun, but yeah. the team would be better with Williams and Riley. Hundred percent. Yeah, agree. I mean, Williams is going to is nasty. Yeah, like he's to me head and shoulders above everybody else. Hundred percent. I agree. But there's probably still going to be four or five first rounders. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, depending on who, who right. goes pro and everything like that. Uh, we got Matt in Framingham. He joins us next. What's up, Matt? Evening, guys. How's it going? Going pretty uh, great. Good. Listen, I, I'm, I'm not going to go off the rails as uh, the caller Joe did, but okay. I'm pretty much in, in, in his uh, defense All right. as far as, you know, and, and it's it, it's not so much that I just want to, like, throw Belichick out today and just move on from him tomorrow and just get it over with. It's just the fact that Belichick has so lost his fastball when it comes to coaching and drafting and everything else. And one thing that I thought Belichick would do when the Brady era was over was adjust with the times. He hasn't even come close to that. That, to me, is the part that's most disappointing. Like, we can go on all day about the coaching, the drafting, and blah, 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 blah. Even if it's ego or stubbornness, he doesn't adjust with the times. Yeah, I agree with you, Matt. It's it's kind of bizarre because you think, I don't know, great coaches, in order to stay being great coaches, you have to kind of adapt and you kind of have to, you know, change the game. And, you know, Hart was on yesterday and we were talking about the Nick Saban example, like one of his best buds, one of the guys he's coached with in the past. And Saban used to win a certain way at Alabama. And then he looked around and yeah. was like, all right, got to win a different way. Yep. You know, they, they all of a sudden the SEC wasn't just about defense anymore. You, it was about, you know, 5,000-yard passers right. and, you know, 40 touchdowns. And he adapted, and, they, and they've won it that way. Yeah, it Patriots was, it was, haven't done it. No, I'm just thinking about that, you know, talking college football. Like, it was, it was the Greg McElroy and yeah, like, AJ McCarron under center. John Parker Wilson. Yeah, just like right. these dump passes. And you're like, what is this? Then all of a sudden, it, it two years, they, they're not great. And then he brings in Sark, and he bring, brings in mm-hmm. Kiffin and all these guys. And you, then you have your Tua's and your Max and, and your Hurts. And, and look at the receivers you can recruit. Right. Like, it started probably with, like, a Julio Jones. But then it got to the point yeah. where you had, like, Judy and Ruggs. And Devontae Smith wins a Heisman right. with Waddle and, like, and McCordy, Devin McCordy said it on these airwaves the other day that Bill needs to adjust and he needs yeah. to adapt and he hasn't yet. So nope. that, that was interesting to hear from McCordy too, I thought. All right, one hour down, two hours to go of the Rich Keefe Show. Mike Cadlick's going to be in for the next hour as well. So if you want to call in and yell at Cadlick, feel free. 617-779-7937. More on this uh, Patriots-Saints game. And we're also at the, uh, the quarter mark. Uh, we'll assess how these first four games have gone as well. This is the Rich Keefe Show here on WEI.